0: and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it much love and appreciation for your support much love thank you hello and welcome to another episode of the mark gross podcast so today i'm coming at you with a solo episode and i want to preface this one that it's, I'm going at it. I'm going sharp. It might be a little ranty, but I have some things I really want to cover that I think are so important that I've been learning lately through witnessing clients challenges, uh, in my mastermind in, in just actually general conversation that I see and questions I get. You know, like hundreds of questions. And so I'm really excited to share with you some insights that I've had into certain patterns so that through listening to this episode, you're going to cultivate a deeper level of trust in yourself, witness where you give that sense of trust away, where you actually lose trust in yourself without even knowing it, and also how we can orient what we want to create in our lives from a different place so that it's not so rigid and strict and controlling. Because Essentially, if we're trying to create something in our life, let's say it's work and abundance, let's say it's relationship and love and abundance, right? No difference, right? Because they're both about receiving. They're both about allowing more, right? Do you hear that? More into our lives. And so a lot of what I witness is that people are wanting to engage in an activity to get an outcome like i learned about dating so why didn't i get that last guy that i dated or I, i finally put in a boundary but that didn't transform my relationship it actually caused resistance and friction so we think that the outcome is actually what indicates success now there's a saying that the victory isn't in the outcome it's in the process right it's who we become as we do that so Expressing a boundary and it not being received well doesn't mean that the boundary itself was a failure. It actually could be that the relationship couldn't hold the boundary. So the relationship either has to evolve to be a place that respects boundaries of others and self, or it isn't. Now, here's one thing I know to be true, that when two adults are engaged in a relationship, they respect each other's boundaries. Like if you came to me and you said, you know, Mark, I didn't like how you spoke the other day or what you said or the way that you did this and I felt really hurt by that. Or, hey, I'm going out, you know, you asked me to do something the other night and you didn't call me back in time. I'm able to receive that because my self-worth isn't on the line. I'm not thinking, well, if you share a boundary with me, I'm unworthy, I'm not enough. There's a childhood response that we have to that and I definitely, that's what birth defensiveness for me was that I didn't know how to be with the delicacy of my unresolved low self-worth. So my sensitivity was a way of guarding from it. I would attack or protect because really what was below the feedback I was getting, hey, Mark, you didn't show up properly, you didn't do this. What was below that was this very delicate sense of I don't show up. And see, here's what's really interesting is if we don't keep our word with ourself, all they're doing is actually pointing out that we don't keep our word with them. And I've been really coming to terms with where I don't keep my word, like really seeing a magnifying glass on Exactly that I have a year-end newsletter that I'm putting out with my greatest lessons, but I'm going to do a specific podcast on that. So I'll, I'll dive deeper into some of those details. Now, I'm going to do a specific podcast on my experience in Peru and doing ayahuasca and doing also we did wild garlic being in the jungle being without technology being with these incredible humans, just being in the you know, it was such an insane experience in all the best ways. And i I want to share something that came up for me. I'll go even deeper on every one of the ayahuasca ceremonies that I did, but I want to share something that really stood out for me. So before each ceremony, you prepare intentions, questions. And one of mine was a question about the future, about path I should take, etc. It doesn't really matter what it was. And I can't actually remember the specifics in this moment. But I got hit in the ceremony with this thought like all your questions are future oriented but you don't even live in the now you don't even do everything we gift you now we tell you things now and you don't do those now you want now and and i've thought a lot about this that we want to leap and step into our passions and our purpose we want to finally say no to the unavailable person we want to share something that's coming up with our partner we want to do all these things But we want to know that it's going to work out a certain way. We want to know that when we leap, that the net will appear. That when I jump off the plane, the parachute will open. But here's the thing. I don't think you get that. You don't get the net without the courageous leap, right? I share this a lot. That it's actually through the act of bravery and becoming someone you've never been that actually creates the outcome, right? It's like that... That evidence of yourself being something you've never been is actually what you're looking for. Because then you're like, wait, I could trust myself to go to the edge, to become something new, to say something different, to put a different skill set into my life. I could trust myself to be adventurous, to be courageous, to be curious. Oh, wow, that's all I need. And if you couple that with humility, the willingness to receive feedback from others and your life. Now, trusted feedback, feedback from people, not someone with a cat picture on Instagram who's private, who doesn't actually get in the ring, but people who love you, who actually want more for you. Adults can do that. Adults can sit beside each other, and your light doesn't become a thing that scares them. They're like, I want more of your light. Think every romantic relationship, but every relationship in the world of closeness, right? Like family and friends, all the people we consider are people. You know that saying, the five closest people in your life will be reflective of your values, of everything. Because really what you're doing is through osmosis, through observation, you're seeing how should I be? What What is inclusivity in this group? What are the values of this group? That's why you want to hang out with people who stretch you, who make you think differently, people who create what you want to create. That's why masterminds are powerful. That's why communities are powerful because we put ourselves around people who are already creating and becoming the thing we want, the values we want to embody. Humility and the re- the ability to receive feedback is incredibly important. And if you have someone model that to you, maybe for your first time or you see it modeled with other people, This is why witnessing parents navigate conflict and repair is so important for kids, but often the repair occurs behind closed doors. Or conflict in and of itself is so eruptive and disruptive that we never get to witness that it is through discourse, disagreement, conflict that relationships are deepened, that you and I are both made more brilliant. That's, of course, why I'm so passionate about the censorship of other sides of thought, the the minimization of perspectives, the just continued gaslighting of opposition, which we've seen what becomes of the world when that happens. We're seeing it all the time. But let's get back to the center of our world, which is you ask a question, you get an answer, you don't actually live that answer yet, and you want more answers, And basically what the universe, whatever I was touching in other realms was like, you don't get other answers yet. You don't even eat everything on your plate. Like how selfish are you? You want more abundance, more, like more abundance of information, of possibilities, of potential, of direction. You don't even listen to the ones we give you like, hell no. I thought about that. Isn't that so fascinating? And I'm sure you can relate to that. It's like, no, I want more. And it's like, you want more certainty. That's what you want. Or you got the the answer to the question. You didn't like it. So you just pretended you didn't hear the answer. I know so many people. I've done it, right? And I know so many people live in it. That's why Maya Angelou's words, when you know better, be better. Don't delay that shit. Don't delay that shit. Okay, so here's the thing. Live from a space of curiosity that the answer, you're not actually looking for answers. You're looking to maintain curiosity. You're not looking for certainty because that's an illusion. You're looking for possibility and potential, right? I want you to orient to what you're seeking from a place of I have to get the answer going from that to, ah, what's the question I'm asking? What's possible? And you're actually going through the world, not looking for the answer, but looking at the world through the question, right? Right. And if that makes sense, what I'm really saying is that stop seeking certainty, throw certainty out because you're never going to get it. There are certain certainties like feet on the ground when you're in trusting relationships, partners here for me, love for children, love for dog, all that kind of stuff, right? These certainties. But when it comes to future orientation, there are none. There are only possibilities and there are only questions you're asking right now that you're getting answers to that you need to implement now. I talk about this. Stop delaying what you're becoming. Step fully into the knowledge you have today and then more answers will appear. You know, we want to build the empire, but we don't even take the time to build the foundation to the empire. And I'm saying, let's build the foundation. Now, I've been thinking a lot about how we create excuses, right? So it's like, I'm tired. Show up anyway. You know, it's like, it's not perfect lighting for my video. Show up anyway. This isn't perfect lighting. I was just like, let's fire it up. We got some shit to say. If I waited for perfect lighting, I wouldn't get to say this. It wouldn't be encapsulated in the coding that it's in right now due to the circumstances that I'm in right now due to all the different things that are influencing my life. And it's like, I'm not sure people will like what I say. Show up anyway. Because you're not doing it for people to like. You're doing it to transform yourself. And through that uncomfortable placement of yourself, you're transforming others. The willingness to be seen. Life is messy. Show up anyway. Life's hard. Show up anyway. I'm afraid. Show up anyway. And what I want is for you to see where you're not showing up and be like, let's go. Right? Like, let's fucking go. And this is the opportunity that 2024 can be. Is the It's the moment everything changed. It's the possibility. It's like year endings are this obvious delineation, right? Where it's like, okay, December 31st, January 1st, we've got this literal calendar ending, beginning, 23 gone, 24 here. It's like you get to choose when those endings and beginnings are. They don't have to be clear delineations. They're every second of every moment. Let's pick one that everyone picks. January 1st. How do you create success, abundance, possibility, right? Like if you want to create abundance in your life, if you want to create money from your purpose, your passion, give birth to that step more fully into that, then you do that in the same way that you do it with love. They're not different recipes. They're not. They all require certain specific steps to take. And one of them, I can say with hundred percent certainty is show up anyway. You have to do the brave thing. You have to do the hard thing. You have to go a couple steps further than you've ever gone. And what that's why David Goggins is so popular because he's like, yo, he says motherfucker a lot and yo, you little bitches and all that kind of stuff. He's, he doesn't give a shit about what people think because he knows why he's here and nothing's getting in the way of that. And he's saying, when you go push yourself beyond what you've ever seen physically, everything's possible. And I'm saying the same. When you push yourself beyond in any direction, just pick the thing you're most passionate about. It will show you what's possible for you. Now, here's something last but not least. And that is that I've been really witnessing this lack of trust in choices that people have. Now, I shared a solo episode looking at where we source value, worth, and we do it through power, through money, through sexualization, all these kinds of things. And that episode is really powerful. It's about someone I know who had lots of relationships with people who wanted more from her and also relationships with um, people she wanted more from. And I was just pointing out to her that that's the same pattern. It's just in different directions. And when we actually allow relationships to exist that are not in integrity with what we truly want, we're saying that we can't get what we want. I'll go a little deeper into this, but listen to this, which is that if you tolerate people who are hot and cold, you yourself are hot and cold. If you entertain relationships that are hot and cold about you, that means you are hot and cold about what you desire. Now think about that ambivalence in every area of your life. You don't necessarily go towards possibility and what you're passionate about. You're kind of hot and cold about it. You're ambivalent about it. Now, in relationship, when we're ambivalent about what we're choosing, it's because we don't trust our choice. It doesn't mean it's necessarily the wrong choice, but the only way to actually figure out if something's a right choice is to trust what's intuitively coming to us. What I mean by that is, if you don't trust your ability to say no around a man, let's say a man, for example, or a woman, it doesn't matter. If you don't trust your ability to say no to that, you actually will never be able to trust your yes because your no doesn't even come from an embodied place. Your yes doesn't come from an embodied place. So when you hear people who are going through relational challenges and one person's ambivalent and the other person is tolerating the ambivalence, the person who's ambivalent usually has a lot of guilt about their ambivalence often, not always. And the other person is blaming the, the, the person who's ambivalent. But here's the thing, the person who is tolerating the ambivalence is complicit in the ambivalence. You know, when I when Kylie and I were together and she was ambivalent and I was tolerating the ambivalence, one of the things was is that I was saying, "Hey, you have problems you need to solve. I'm here to support the solving of your problems." So she has to identify as someone who has a problem, and I get to identify as the someone who's trying to give solutions to the person with the problem. But my problem is, I've spent most of my life tolerating people who don't choose me, who don't fully show up. So my growth was leaving the not showing up, getting out of the pattern, saying, I'm no longer going to tolerate ambivalence. It doesn't mean I'm leaving, but you either got to show up and do this and we'll do it together if we need to, of course, because I got to step down from the hierarchy I've created so we can meet eye to eye so I can welcome you, the person who identifies as being the problem, to heal and step up and we can meet eye to eye. Now, we had to break up. In order for us to do that, one, she had to leave to trust that she could choose to leave when she felt she needed to leave. And I had to I had to leave as well to trust that I knew that I had my own back when faced with ambivalence. When someone couldn't fully show up for me, I could trust myself to say that's not a fit. Now, I wouldn't have been able to fully choose Kylie till we I left, till the relationship ended because now my choice of yes doesn't come from a codependent place now our new book that comes out in april goes deep into this into not just our story but client stories and it's called liberated love and you can pre-order it liberated-love.com go pre-order it now and you're going to get the copy at the start there's going to be opportunities to get into workshops and all that stuff with us and we go way deeper into that but here's what i want you to know if you don't trust your choices around men you won't trust your choice in a man right So if you hear what I'm saying, that could be true about sugar, alcohol, drugs. If you don't trust your choices around food, you won't trust your choices in anything in your life. If you don't trust your choices about health, you won't trust your choices in any area of your life. Because essentially what we're saying is we're willing to compromise ourselves, a principle of value to keep something. But that means we're willing to abandon ourselves. So now we can't trust what a fully embodied yes is. Now, it is my belief that you have to witness yourself saying no to what you formerly couldn't say no to so you can truly embody a yes. Now, if you stay with someone because you're, you fear hurting their feelings, you can't trust your choice in choosing them because your choice will always come from fear of hurting their feelings. And so we have to tell them the truth so that they can respond to the truth and they get to choose how they want to show up to the truth that's now been offered. There's a great saying in the book from Glennon Doyle where Elizabeth Gilbert says, there's no such thing as one liberation. If you are liberated, the other person is too. So we often protect people from emotional responses they might have, but it's actually through the non-sharing of the truth that we don't allow them to build the skill set to. Uh, manage their emotional responses. As I said earlier, adults can witness each other have emotional experiences and not try to save each other, and not make it about them. Right? This is growth. This is, and what I'm saying is like stepping into advanced relationship human connection. It shouldn't be advanced. It should be the baseline we all witnessed. But I didn't have it. Maybe you don't have it. You know, we our parents probably didn't have it. So there's a lot possible for us. There's so much possible for us. And I get so excited about this because liberation through expression of truth, because love is really telling the truth. That's what it says. Is like, I'm going to lay the truth at the altar, and let's allow our relationship to build the skills it needs to orient to truth, to say that this relationship honors liberation, which means freedom of expression. Which means we don't try to protect each other from truth. We trust that each other can grow into it, can learn how to hold it. And eventually you do. There's no truth that Kylie and I can't bring to the relationship that the relationship can't hold. And I know that to be true because we've offered so many. We brought a truth. It melted the relationship down. We did not expect to come back together. We came back together. And it was through that, through that knowing we can leave and love is still present that makes the baseline of the relationship, unconditional love. And I'm saying it's actually, it's that's the manifestation of how we orient to ourselves. We tell ourselves the truth. I tell myself the truth. And there is no transformation that begins without telling yourself the truth. And so I say all of that in hopes that there is a resonance in what I'm saying to something in your life that says, hey, show up. Show up. You can do this. You got this, you've got this. If this episode resonated with you, sign up for the masterclass, it's absolutely free on Sunday, January 7th at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Go to markgroves.com slash best year yet. And on it, I'm gonna dive deeper into what are the steps that we need to take to step into transformation? What are the steps that we need to take no matter the area of our life to step into abundance? Because abundance is about receiving. It's about letting yourself win. It's about stepping into what is true for you and then through the foundation of being with that, oh my God, everything's possible. And so I hope this reminds you everything is possible. If this episode resonated with you, please hit subscribe so you don't miss future ones and share it with someone who you think it would really resonate with. Much love, have happy holidays, all the things, Merry Christmas, Hanukkahs, everything. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, much love.